Hello! <laughs> I'm so excited, I'm sorry guys. Ben is, is, hang on, there's tape measure, six inches away from me. Um, we're in the same room. Thank we're, you we're for joining in, us. Wearing clothes. Yeah. What? That was never suggested! <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh my goodness. Right, so, thank you very much for tuning in guys, and we're really excited to bring you episode four. Um, ben is currently in, in the hobby room, Dan's hobby room. Um, looking at all the stuff and pulling things off my shelves, um, he's tried to uh, to black out the the cornate influence that you can see off to the side. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good evening. So tonight we are as normal. We're going to do our on the hobby desk. So one of the hobby desks is right in front of us. Um, so I've mostly got games to talk about. Um, I don't actually know what Ben's been doing, so that'll be interesting to find out. That'll be good. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, into the Galaxy of War. So we've been really fortunate. A drop pod uh, in the form of Raw Mail whizzed by early and uh, has dropped off a Space Marine Codex. So we've had a quick flick through that. We've also picked up some of what people have been saying online about it. Um, and we want to have a chat. Uh, there's been some emotional moments this evening as we've realised certain yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in to the Mortal Realms, so Shade Spire is certainly on my list I'd like to talk about. I saw a really cool teaser for that. And also after after last week when Ben and I had quite an in-depth conversation, um, one of you fine listeners, Mr. Wosley, has come back to me with some thoughts on that conversation uh, and an idea for Ben for an army. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna pick that up as well. And then finally, we move out into the wild. So some of you may have seen a post about the uh, the alien versus predator APC. So I think Ben's gonna want to say something about that. And um, and then also blood and plunder. We're feeling a little bit uh, piratical, is it? Is that a word? I don't know, but it should be. Piratical? 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 I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're feeling a bit like blood and plunder and <laughs> <laughs> ye oldie ships and blackbeards. So we're probably going to have a... Well, we are going to have a little bit of a chat about that. So thank you very much for joining us as ever. Um, as we always say, grab that cup of tea, uh, settle down and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, first segment on the Hobby Desk, and we're going to have a chat about what we've been getting up to. So um, I'm sat in Dan's hobby room, uh, surrounded by paints and books, and literally don't know where to look next. Unfortunately, there's something that's really bugging me, so if I can become distracted from time to time, it's because there's a pile of heresy right next to the <laughs> Lehman Russ Primark book, um, which is about as bad as mushrooms on a pizza. Um, so <laughs> just can't, I don't know if everyone's okay with your hatred of the Mushroom Kingdom. No, well, apart from that, there should be an entire crusade in the 40k universe dedicated to eradicating fungi, as far as I'm concerned, they're the work of Nurgle. Um, so, Dan, you've been playing some games. Let's have a yes. listen about what's been going um, on. So, I've not done, I have to be honest, I don't think I've opened a pot of paint since we recorded the last... The last piece, which is disappointing. I, I've what I have done is tiled my bathroom, so that's not quite as exciting, but that's what's happened there. Um, but gaming wise, I've managed to to get in a forty k game. Um, 
and which I've put some pictures up about uh, and a few board games as well. So um, played Ben Chambers um, against an Imperial coalition. So the Black Templars uh, that he's doing, which I mentioned last week, he's been doing the chain work on. Um, he's got one finished off, looks really, really ace. Uh, they were alongside his Skatari, which are also really gorgeous, and an Imperial Knight. Um, they decided to try and stand in the way of the mighty forces of Corn, um, and then he almost did. Uh, but yet again, the, my three rhinos stole the victory. Those rhinos, they keep doing it for you. Man. They do well. They had to have the loop, so um, they they took the loop. But what was really cool is we used the um, open war cards. I think they're called. Hang on, they're behind me. Just a second. Sorry, guys. Yeah, the open war cards. So these were absolutely fantastic. No, I just... want to see these. So um, Stu Black did a little video on uh, on Games was Workshop. That, Stu Black? that was Stu Black. Yeah, really. Yeah, our old area manager. Yeah, yeah. No way. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. <laughs> so he did a little video on them. Um, so those of you that don't know, they they sort of generate. It's like a deck of cards. There are five different decks and you draw a deployment a main mission a ruse um a sudden death twist and a twist so our twist there were bits of starship raining onto the battlefield um so you rolled three dice every turn um on any sixes you did uh d3 mortal wounds to a unit of your choice um so if you rolled three sixes then you pick three units separate units different units um, the first three turns, <laughs> we had something like, I think, eight pieces of debris came out of the skies and smashed into things. Funnily enough, they kept hitting the night uh, and my <laughs> Kaitan engine. Um, but yeah, so that was that was really cool, really different. What book is it where the the uh, the um, oh, the word bearers betray the Ultramarines? Oh, and the ships are raining down from the dread. No, Norton. no fear. Is it that one or or something like that? Oh, it's no, amazing. No that that scene when there's just dreadnoughts and Lehman Russ falling like rain. That's just amazing. Yeah, it's replayed in the game now. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I when you say amazing, like I have to be honest. When I read that book, I I was just shouting. I just wanted all of the defenses to power up. And pound the word bearers. We did have a little glimmer of uh, of loyalty come back, did you? Ah! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yes, open war cards. I think they're a tenner, but they're really, really good. Um, we definitely want to use them more. Um, they're going to be bringing some out for Age of Sigma as well. Oh, so cool. I will be grabbing those. But because playing really games nice with Ross, this is where we slow down the most. Oh so, right, so yeah. So picking the army that I mean with the powerpoints, you can. Um, I've never written an army this faster than with powerpoints. No. Um, interestingly, with powerpoints, it requires you to not be an ass because you can just choose the most powerful unit for the the same powerpoint. Yeah, but that's one. about the social contract exactly, again, yeah, isn't exactly. it? And where you talk, talk to the guy. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, we, we, you know, we get the game gets set up, and we know the rules are fairly easy to access. But actually, this bit. You know, the deployment, the objectives, all that seems to take us the most time. So having a deck of cards like this, I think, is a really cracking idea. Yeah, they're brilliant. I love them. Um, Really good. Interestingly, um, I use Quartermaster. Ben uses it 
Ben, who I was playing, uses it as well um, to build our lists in. And it's an app on, I don't know if it's on Android, but it's definitely, I use it on my iPad. Um, and they've loaded all the points now. So it's really, really quick to build um, an army using points. And what we found was, because one of the things in here is you have a ruse, I think, and a sudden death. Yeah. And once you've deployed your armies, you add up the power points of your respective armies. And if one person has more than another, they get a ruse. And if they have twice as many... Sorry. So the person with the least gets the ruse. And if they have half what the other guy's got, they get a sudden death. So it gives them ways in to, to winning the game. Um, now, no, the really cool. yeah, it, makes it, really kind it of was cinematic. cool, but what was even more interesting was we built our lists with points, 2,000 points. Yeah. Then we worked out our power points. Yeah. And we were within one power point of each other's army. So we had no idea until yeah. we did it there and then when we added up the power points. But I think I had 125 yeah. power points and Ben had 120. Actually, it might have been within two because I think he had 123. That's that's quite impressive. I mean, it just goes to show that you almost don't need the fine grain sometimes. Fine grain pointing. But, uh... Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I've talked loads about how we set up for the game. The game was fantastic. Um usual deal really the corn stuff goes whizzing across the table uh <laughs> annihilated all of my my blood crushers almost straight away um oh, dear. i know but belisarius <laughs> call is now in a lot of little pieces having been bashed apart by a kaitan engine moments before the same kaitan engine got a huge chainsawed in the face from the uh the imperial knight who then got shivved by blood letters who apparently are the most powerful anti-armor unit in the game so really really good so thanks very much to uh ben for that really enjoyed it um i have been i to be honest guys i've been loving 8th edition i've been love it i maybe it's because i'm playing i i think i, I do get obviously very excited as you can tell about things but i t I it tend to find across. no it never comes across no, it doesn't come i across. tend to find when i've engaged and played a game I've always enjoyed it. Like I, yeah. I, I don't look back and think, "Oh yeah, seventh was no good for this, this, and this," because that was then. This is now, but I, I am finding it really easy to pick up and get on with and enjoy. Um, is and... there any bits that you got stuck on? I mean, the last game I played, I think I was less good at the rules, if that's even English. I wasn't as sort of smooth with the game as the first game I played. So I think, I, I think though, I, <laughs> so I think it's definitely helped having played lots of Age of Sigma first. Yeah, I think that's kept the flow going. Mm. I mean, the hardest bit is um, knowing what your units do, so your basic stat lines and things. Yeah, yeah. And even when you think you know them, you just want to double check. That yeah. that's the hardest bit at the moment, and that will just come with time yeah. and playing. Um, I must admit, I am. I am getting a hankering for playing something else now because I've only played, I've only used my corn. Well, you haven't played Age of Sigma in ages, man. Yeah, well, I know a different game system, but I just mean a different army. Sorry, like, I just mean a different army. A different army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it because you're dreaming of skulls and blood in your sleep, and it's about time? Yeah, I was just thinking of the Nurgle. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was. 
I don't want to know what that Facebook group is. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be shocking. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be worse than red, <laughs> red blood body, paint, body no. paint, isn't it? Um, and then I've also played some, it's called <coughs> Viking, which I mentioned I had played one game of and I'd won, I think. I said so. I've played um, probably eight or nine of the games of that now with Harriet, um, and it's it's about fifty fifty. Uh, really enjoying it. Really quick, easy mechanic to pick up and play. Um, works with two people absolutely fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it is very good. It's got horns on his helmet. Yeah, there's a dude that upsets Ben because yeah. he's got horns on his helmet, which which didn't happen apparently. But uh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah. You, you, so, how do you know? Because they have. Were no... you there? No, no, I, no, I wasn't. That's fine. Absolutely. We'll leave that one for. There we go. Day. Moving on. So, um, that's me. Over to me, is it? Yeah. What have you been doing? I've been um, working on. Well, I had to finish those sodding goblins. Oh yeah, the goblins. My plan. My plan for those. I don't know what overcame me. Some kind of moment of craziness where I thought oh, I'll get through fifty-two goblins in a week. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they, they've turned out. I think they turned out all right. Had a, a new play with some new basing. I'm really getting into basing actually. I, I, I think that the Games Workshop's new basing systems has really opened up a lot of easy access opportunities for basing. Um, when I first started, I mean, we talked about this the other day, but when we first started, basing was um, either just flocks stuck onto a green painted base. Um, and then it became sand, actual kind of play sand, glued onto the base and painted. And then Games Workshop released their sands, and you started to get those kind of um, three colour schemes, didn't you? Sort of like a, a black undercoat and then dry brush with three colours. But now, with all the paints, I'm, I'm, you can just, I was just looking through the White Dwarf where they released the kind of schemes in them uh, not so long ago. Um, the, yeah, it's a kind of range of opportunities you can you can make from um from the just the range that they've got is quite it's quite insane actually and I'd quite like to almost tempted to rebase the space walls I've already done actually. Yeah, uh, you said that actually, didn't you? Um because I, I you know the the bases look good but they look really plain and I'd like to you know I'd like to bring a little bit more life into them. Um so the goblins first and then I uh set about my long fangs. So that's what's on the table at the moment. A score of six long fangs. And um, had a bit of a problem with a wash. So, oh, take home message is um, always shake your washes, otherwise they dry with that white, uh, white staining in the creases where the medium is the kind of primary mixant rather than the um, the colour. So that, that took some repairing actually. That took a... So how did you do it? Because I'm sure that you won't be the only one that's had that happen. So how did you manage to? Well, if you go over with a wash, it doesn't seem to make any difference. So if you reshake the wash and put it back on, it doesn't seem to work. Um, so um, I found that if you put Lamy and Medium on, and then the wash, that can do it. Um, but you have to you have to really kind of just go for the cracks because the problem is if you keep putting washes over it over and over, you're just building up layers. However thinner washes, you'll end up with a, a gritty, horrible mess um, with far too much texture. So I what I ended up doing was mixing um, the fang with some black and just fine lining in where it had gone white. It looks all right. It doesn't. It's probably a, a, a more time-consuming way of just doing the wash in a sense, but uh, it needed to be done. So that's how I fixed it. I know that I went on the internet and had to read about why it happens, and now I've, um, uh, I've changed the way I do the, the washes. I'm now shaking just as much as I do the paints, but it's a bit, bit of a disappointment to have that happen actually, because it feels like a schoolboy error for someone who's been painting for 
20 years it seems a bit daft but then i grew up on inks rather than washes well and you've made you've collected space wolves so that is a schoolboy era straight out really yeah okay put 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 that down (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and the next one i'm going to work on for to finish off this month's tale of many gamers is is that wolf lord I kit bashed, which I'm really chuffed with. Oh yes, he's awesome. Because he he's the idea of my space wolf army is I'm going to do a 30k space wolves and a 40k space wolves, and then probably a whole bunch of primaries and have the space wolves for through the ages. So I'll be able to pick timelines. So the black maned wolf is a very common symbol in space wolf heraldry. Um, all that wolf symbol is quite common. So I've just chosen a wolf lord that predates Ragnar using the same color scheme. Which I can't remember his name. I like to get the books out and have a read, but he was in the books, and I remember him quite vividly as a character, but not his name. Unfortunately, he ends up doing that insane kind of ramming mission in the books. Do you remember with his ship? Ah, oh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, I, no, I don't remember. <laughs> so that, that's my hobby. That's game-wise, um, mainly forty k. Um, still getting used to the rules. So it's nice to be playing. Though. I was saying to Joe the other day, I am. Um, I've probably played more games in the last six weeks and i have done in the last four years yeah me well both me and you you both recently have have picked up the pace and i know you definitely it's great it's so exciting that you're playing games i said in one of the first episodes i just think it's brilliant love it the thing is i mean eighth edition has really helped because i mean all those things that smooth and streamline it um, have taken away a lot of the barriers that stop me from playing. I can now go with a PowerPoint army, play a quick game set up now using the open wall cards, which I'm probably going to pick up, um, and play a game really quickly. Whereas before, I mean, how many times did we spend until like one or two o'clock in the morning in Games Workshop Plymouth and we played two turns? Yeah. I mean, spending an hour eating. Burger King never helped. And you always insisted on going home. And I had to go home. That's because I didn't really ever want to play. Really? Yeah. I never was that bothered about playing. Like, because it didn't live... It's difficult to get it to live up to, like... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. ...what you want. Yeah. Um, whereas now, I'm much more... I, I really... I love playing. Because we like the cinematic stuff, don't we? Yeah. We like the, the story. And actually, that, that thing where the sudden death, where the underdog can win the game, that, that for me, that's awesome. Because you know I'm a I'm a magnificent seven kind of fan. You know? Well, and and what's really cool about that is you can obviously come to the game having had that pre conversation that I want to play a game that's going to have a sudden death in. Yeah. So you you deliberately build your army smaller. Yeah. With and your opponent knows, but you don't know what your sudden death's going to be because there are several of them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really really cool because it's just a bit different. Yeah. I'm just having a look at them now because I haven't looked at them. But all the sudden deaths. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't looked through. Um, we. I haven't looked at any of it. We. We've. Only, I've only seen the ones that actually came up in our game. So, oh, that's the twist and stuff. So, right. Vital ground. All right. So, starting from the third battle round, play this card at the end of your turn if there are no enemy units within nine inches of the center of the battlefield. You immediately win the battle. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, does the enemy know that? Do you? Hide no, no. That's a hidden card. So, but essentially, if the enemy doesn't hold the sense ground, mm, they lose. That's a hidden card. They wouldn't see that. Because, wow. so, look, it says play this card. So play this card if you destroy at least half, rounding up, of the units that your opponent had in their army at the start of the battle. You immediately win. Wow. So 
That's pretty cool. I like that vice ground one. It's a bit sneaky. Yeah. It kind of means that actually if you're playing in those kind of sudden death sort of games, you need to think about, you know, actually dominating the field, playing like an army and not just leaving open ground for, you know, people to explore. <laughs> Play this card if, if an attack made by your warlord destroys the enemy warlord. You immediately win the battle. That's a good one for Black Templars. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Having just read the... Uh, the... That's good. So anyway, we shouldn't read them all because that would be a whole episode in itself and nobody would have any... Oh, and it does come with a little tiny set of how they work, look. That's it's cool. like a mini rule book. I, I, I prefer to watch Stu Black explain it, I think. Oh, you would. <laughs> okay, you go on. <laughs> you do that then. I'm a visual learner. I need videos work. You know. Excellent, I see. That's why Duncan is just like, the best thing since painting. <laughs> Essentially, so I think we've covered our hobby desks, haven't we? Um, I, one of the things that we do all all the time is sharing what we're we're working on, probably before we talk about it, so people get to see what we're doing. I haven't shared the long fangs, but obviously I'll put those up on Monday um, when we're back because I'm on a weekend away. So well, I'm, I'm going to get some pictures up because I'm nearly there now on sixteen blood letters. Um, oh. I've only got a few bits left to do to them, um, and then I want to get these. Blooming heretic cannons, as you call them, painted, and uh, and some flesh hounds. I see you've broken them down into sub-assemblies. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have broken them into sub-assemblies. Is yeah. there any way that yeah. you could move them away from the Lehman Rust book? Because it's just not right. No, he's fine. Did, he's Lehman, fine did Lehman Rust break them down into sub-assemblies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I wasn't looking, okay, he I'm... just wigged out and started whacking things. That makes it So better. what I should say is, for anyone waiting with bated breath on my... Uh, my thousand sons. Araman's still not out of the packaging. Where is um, he? He's hidden? down here somewhere. He'll be in the pile of unmade rubbish and stuff the... I haven't got to yet. Um, but <laughs> probably worth saying at that point, and this <laughs> I would say this: I'm a big believer in don't don't try and force yourself down a path yeah. um, with your hobby in. So I was really excited about doing the thousand sons, genuinely. Um, but there was. There's a real risk if I if I force myself down that way because we've said that's what we're going to do that I'll just get frustrated and actually I've got all this corn stuff and I know I was excited about that and the nice thing about being lucky enough to have somewhere set up like I have is I can come in and whatever thing I'm excited about I can grab it and just start do something with it whether it's just build a marine here or yeah. paint a paint a yeah. dude over there so very very big fan of just paint or or model or create what you fancy doing because it doesn't mean you have to like park the other project i didn't paint a single core model for 12 months and then i came back to them and did some more write down your paint recipes by the way yeah even simple things i am a painter oh goodness yeah it yeah because i mean the number of times i've gone back and been like how the hell did i do that right so that's the hobby desk um we've had an hour about the hobby desk so let's go and um well, we're not going to go anywhere, actually. We, we just, we're just going to pause, uh, give ourselves a chance to, to get a breath back, um, and then carry on again into the galaxy of war. So thank you for listening through this, guys. Um, we'll be back shortly. Right, welcome back, men. We now go into the galaxy of war. So, a little bit of a, a 
a warning here. I'm going to try not to come across too frustrated. Yeah, it <laughs> might be hard. It might be hard. Um, we're both very passionate. We're particularly passionate about Space Marines. Mm. We've been very, very, very excited about yeah. a new Space Marine Codex. Um, and there's a few bits we just want to cover. I'm really, really happy to get some feedback on this as well, guys, and, and your thoughts and feelings. Um, as ever, always willing to be, be challenged. Because at the um, moment, we're mostly confused. Yeah. Actually, rather than angry. We're just... Well, um, yeah, not... not or or frust- well, frustrated, but mainly confused. I mean, confused is my biggest emotion. Just funny, I said, oh, yeah, I don't want to come across on an episode of the podcast all negative, and I've opened up with an introduction, which is basically <laughs> painted this picture. <laughs> They're going to set fire to stuff. It's not like that at all. It Hopefully what you've got by now is that we're both huge fans of, G- of Games Workshop or Wargaming. We're very passionate, but... Uh, equally we care and we like to you know we've got opinions on these things yeah um so we're going to chuck them out there so so we start with so, something positive yeah i cannot believe that this getting started magazine is like almost a centimeter thick for a fiver <laughs> it's amazing yeah and it even comes with a primaris marine i think this is astonishing I who think... can't go in a drop pod no you've gone on to it already <laughs> you can't do that no we're going to start with okay, positive sorry, positive sorry. Look let's at have the, a look okay look at the pretty we're really magazine. excited yeah, we bought the. Oh, le- oh, what, what's that? It's a primary. Primary. They can't go in drop pods, though. <laughs> no, you're right. They no, can't. No. Do you know what else? Shall we, shall we carry go on? Carry on. Yeah. Do you know what else they can't go in? Land, land raiders down. Land, ra- land, land raiders, raiders either. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I can get over that. Oh look, there's a primaris captain. They can't go in a drop pod. No. 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 no or a storm raven. No. The room's not big enough. No. No. Apparently. No. No, okay. Hold your dreadnought. Yeah, Storm Raven. <laughs> Primarily from the back. Ooh. Holy shit! <laughs> no, but in seriousness, this is this is this is it awesome. Is an awesome As a five pound, get into get into the hobby. So, I mean, is, is the um is the Age of Sigma one this big? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's have a look at that. Where's that? I don't know. Okay. I have got it. It's um, in your sea of epic books. That's all the problem. It'd be up there somewhere. Getting started. I think, I can't or it might might be. I don't know. Well, so so sick as this. If Alexander saw like Age of Sigma one the size of this, I reckon he might. Problem is, if I got him one every six weeks, like I said, he'd literally have no room in his room. Well, and also it wouldn't have glitter scaven in it. No, it wouldn't have glitter scaven in it. We'll have to find that later. I don't know where that's gone. I was looking for it the other day, actually. I'm well impressed with that. Well impressed. It's awesome. So again, and we said this a little while back. um, Yet another example of a product that. People can easily leave that store with, so that they've taken something away. I tell you, one the only irritating thing about it is it's completely the wrong scale compared to the rest of the books. Yeah, but it matches White Dwarf. All right, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Right. Um, no, so, it's so amazing. I, I shall. I, I must get one. Actually, I've got. There's a couple of people who will be getting them through the letterbox. Is it? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I just got to get on with it. That's cool. Yeah. Does it come up? Are you going to wrap them? Do they just Games Workshop um, um, Crystal do gift wrapping? I'm going to put them... <laughs> I'm going to take this, the Primaris Marine off the front and then I'm going to put the magazine in a drop pod and deliver it and then the Primaris Marine is going to come separately. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so so let's get on to the point which I think we've pretty much no, we alluded have, We've been to. very subtle. I think we've I been d- subtle. I, nobody knows. No, they? it's they're, been a secret. Why? 
Why can they not go in drop pods? I... What is going on? I've no idea. I so mean, there's I so, have no clue. No, and that's what's really odd. So there's a few. Firstly, and it's it's not this isn't a a review, but the book we, is gorgeous. We've got yeah, we've got the book next to us. Ben's flicking through it. It is absolutely stunning in presentation. Um, the artwork is awesome. There's some cool little bits of background. I've I've not had a chance to read loads of it yet. Yeah. Um, it's got a load of stuff about all the different chapters. Some really nice color prints. Those what they call color plates of the different chapters. Um, it's also got some really nice nods to stuff that's been done in the past. So there's a Land Raider cutaway, which oh, yeah. was when, done when as a poster. Right when they released it. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's also the bit, there's a bit in there from the third edition Space Marine Codex, which lists the, the primary chapters and the 23 mm. um, second founding ones yeah. um, for the Ultramarines and, and the other chapters as well. So that's fantastic. R- and it's got, really nice. It's got, the heraldry back and we've spoken about how um i loved going back and doing my road trader marines and looking at the heraldry little things like the helmet stripes which every marine had i'm i'm really happy to see that back um because i think for example the lieutenant with the white with the red stripe i think that looks ace um and starting to see those things that actually say you know this is a campaign badge this is a marksman's badge that's kind of been lost a little bit actually people have just whacked whatever the hell they wanted on it's interesting, um, talking about that sort of stuff, that it wasn't... So you came up tonight. Yeah. I'd had the book for a bit before that. Not very long, but a little bit. And I hadn't even looked at the rules. I had no idea what yeah. we're going to talk about in a minute because I had been reading the background and yeah. looking at the colour pictures. So there's a, a spread of the Ultramarine Second Company, mm. which echoes the one that was done either in the last codex or the codex before where it's it's every man is is shown yeah. and um in it it's also got primaris stuff um so that sort of gives you an indication of how they fit into the organization as well which is really nice to see because that's what i was waiting for from this book yeah and it, I mean, it does it is nice to see sort of because the second company has taken a bit of a hammering over the last 200 years so it's nice to see sort of a typical company that has got, you know, the primaries coming in and filling mm. the gaps. So it's quite cool. Um, it's quite a nice part of it. But and then, then unfortunately, we get past the juicy, good background and move into the rules and things start to get really confusing. Yeah, it's just a bit odd. So, and we might be wrong because we've not looked at it. For, well, we've looked at it a bit, but... What we've not found, so things we've not found so far, so we've found, we haven't found librarians or chaplains being able to go onto bikes. Which doesn't make any sense for White Scar armies, which they're, they're, I mean, White Scars feature in this quite a lot. There's a whole background section on White Scars and talks about their how they bike and, you know, you'd expect that to be reflected across. It might be rules. worth just checking someone like Kasaro Khan and just seeing if there's anything in there. But, so that's that's a bit of a surprise um and one we just don't understand because not only does it seemingly not make sense because why why would either a chaplain or a librarian not have access to those elements of the chapter armory that's that's the sort of background wise um also why would they be excluded when clearly people are going to have 
those models yeah. in their armies. Yeah. Whether they've converted them or they've got the old chaplain on the bike. Yeah. Um it it doesn't really gel with the games workshop we've we've been enjoying seeing coming along yeah. recently, yeah. which is a bit more inclusive. So the only I suppose one thing is Ben and I were discussing like maybe because they don't make a model for either of those things at the moment. There isn't a currently available one, I don't believe. Um, but they'll release it when they come out in the box. It will, and, and the rules will come out with it. We know that's going to happen because that's happening with the stuff at the moment. Um, and but that might be why. There's a captain on the bike. The captain on the bike is here, and they don't have a captain on the bike. No, model. there isn't a captain on the bike, is there? You can kit bash a captain on the bike, but on mm. a bike. But then I could kit bash any any half decent model. Can kit bash a librarian or a, especially now they're in plastic. They're not complicated things to do. No, so that is definitely. I said to Ben, like that is on my list of next time I go to to Warhammer Fest or Forty K Open Day, is just to ask why. What are we missing? I don't really mind what the reason is. I don't if it's not, you know, if it's if there is a background reason that I've not seen or not thought about. Cool. Um, maybe maybe librarians find it hard to concentrate on that stuff when they're well, they're not allowed to use a bike. power in the transport. No, but that's rules wise, isn't it? Yeah, but but so so yeah, so maybe there's a rules reason like it's too powerful. Um, not a great reason in my opinion but it could be a reason or or is it a, a reason that's driven more by the kind of the f- financial we want to release these models i don't yeah. know because i mean second edition and particularly sort of third and fourth edition they were they had loads of models in codexes that there wasn't a there model wasn't for. a model for and other companies really utilize that mm. um the thunderwolf cavalry is a really good example of a unit that was a, probably in the codex for at least three or four years, perhaps, before there was a model. Yeah. Um, and there was a ton of them. There was just so many kind of other other companies making them. Um, so I think maybe they're trying to stop that from happening because these other companies are better now. They're faster at producing things. They, they will fill those gaps. It's not a question of if. They will, if there is one. Yeah. But then, I mean, the model thing explains that part, but the transport thing doesn't. There's That makes no sense to me. I can't understand why uh, a, a Primaris Marine can't go in any of the Space Marine transports. You could sell me that they couldn't get into some of the stuff. But you can get a Terminator into a Land Raider. There's no reason why you couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. even if it was a reduced number, you know, yeah. it doesn't. that doesn't make sense. Uh, well, no, no, it doesn't. And, and we just can't understand. We just don't understand why. Other than... I suppose maybe it's about keeping the two separate. Yeah, or or and keeping original Space Marines still in the game, as it were, because they have that ability to go into those transports, mm. making them more manoeuvrable. Primaris don't, but it just it really flipping hurts more because of the background. Because like I know Space Marines have that humanity and yes there are cases of Space Marines where they sort of fall out or they don't trust each other a bit because that one's new but not you know not in a codex chapter not in a, the the ultramarines wouldn't be like well you're new mate so you're not coming in my tank even though it's tactically the best option yeah i and and then and then we get to the 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 real 
thing which I've yeah. mentioned. It's the drop pod. Yeah, I mean, that makes no sense so, at all. So, so, the angels of death strike from the skies, brothers. They shall ride have... on wings of fire that shall bring swift annihilation to the enemies of mankind. It's a drop pod assaults mm. are what space marines do. Really? Yeah, they do. I know they do loads of stuff and all the rest, but they've always been about this it's their piece de resistance, yeah. isn't it? It's the thing that, that, that when the space marines arrive, they mm. come and they hit, they hit hard. I mean, I suppose you have got the fact, I suppose, that the in- Inceptors, they come out of orbit, don't they? It just yeah, in their armour. Yeah, They're know, not in a pod. Just, the, drop pod is so, the, the drop pod is almost unique. There's nothing else I can't think of a single other thing that even remotely resembles a drop pod that didn't come after the concept of a drop pod. Um, I mean, there might have been I mean, lots of things in Games Workshop have come from books. Um, I mean, Power Armor comes from Future Peace, Future War, but uh, so they, well, it wasn't originally thought of by them. But certainly the drop pod for a space marine is so... It's kind of pivotal. It, it's kind of the thing that makes them space marines to me. It's unique to almost... Well, certainly to all of the 40k stuff. And I, my, my Space Wolf chapter or company is Ragnar Blackwing. They are the masters of drop pod assault, potentially across the entire of the Space Marine, you know, chapters in its entirety. They're in, the, you know, they are the drop pod assault masters of the Space Wolves and in a, in a master of assault chapter. And now I can't have my Primaris in a drop pod. Interestingly, what I just want to have a look at the. Uh... Because obviously we know they've got the repulsor tank, haven't they? They do have the repulsor tank. Yeah, that's the only transport they've got at the moment. So really, what we've come down to is that the 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 primaris are really going to be quite slow on their feet, to be honest. Apart from things like the um, interceptors or interceptors, what are they called? Mm. No, I just wondered if maybe the repulsor was able to drop out of the skies. That would be cool. Mm. But they can't. I can't see anything. No, but there's a cool rule about how you, you can get. Pushed away by you know charging, you subtract subtract two so, from any charge roll. So so this is amazing. Under the repulsor, there's a little piece of background, and it starts. A drop pod assault is the purest manifestation of the emperor's wrath. <laughs> it's almost as if Games Workshop get their own irony. <laughs> so yeah, in summary, it's more of a confused. <laughs> it is. It's, I don't get it at what? all. What's going on? I mean, even if you said, okay, there's not enough room to, to fit 10 of the, uh, of the, um, I don't you know, I'm really bad with names, um, of the new tactical, whatever they're called, the line, the line primaris. The intercessors? No, no, no. The, the bolters, the bolt then dudes. This is awful. It's late. It's another point. So, uh, <laughs> name-wise, I could forget people's names. We, can, we can't just keep saying it's late all the time. Yeah, well, we can because that's when we do it. Come on, keep flicking, Dan, flicking. All right, all Come right, on. all right. Ah. Stop shouting. In fairness, I'm not the only one who's forgotten. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Yeah. Intercessors. Oh, it is the intercessors. Oh, so you are the only one that's forgotten. I am the only one that's forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so this room is affecting me with all the zinch. Zinch. Yeah. There's one model of Zinch. That's enough, man. I'm spaceful. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah. Beard's I mean, burning off. It is. It's going to melt. But if they said, okay, these dudes are too big to fit ten in, they can only have five, yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah. Because, I mean, all this crap about technology doesn't change. 
I call horse shit on not being able to move a harness into the middle. Like, just yeah, rotate but the techno- it. And also, days. to be honest, <laughs> they are an example of it changing. That's yeah. what Cool does. He yeah. just changes stuff. So, so um, Cool seriously needs to get out of his lab and start looking at how spacemen fight and start building. I mean, that is that is a point. There might be a Primaris drop pod on the way because yeah. I do remember vaguely there being a mention of a, of a Primaris drop pod in Dark Imperium, the book. So you know what's going to happen, don't you? In a future episode, there's just going to be an entire Galaxy of War section where I'm going, oh my god! <laughs> because they bought out yeah. this Primaris drop pod and I've just lost it completely and I'm so excited. Yeah. That's, that is what's going to happen. We hope. We hope. Fingers crossed. We, we, we really do hope. So that's that's <laughs> our confusion on that front. And looking forward to getting some thoughts, guys, really, on what, what how you feel about it. Um, and if anyone's listening, you know, if we've, we've got a famous guy out there that's writing these rules, we'd love to know as well. But we're going to try and uh, come along to some show and ask at some point. But generally, well, as you would expect from Game Josh, it was a beautifully presented book. Really beautiful. If you're into collecting your your army books and your codexes and, and such like, then you, you're not going to be disappointed. Must, yeah. I mean, it, so. it's, it's a stunning... Stunning book, really, really nice, um, really nicely laid You're out. You're trying to make up for it now. You're yeah, like, I know. You, you can't, you just can't leave it on a negative I note, can. can you? No, well, it's not my nature to be overly negative. He was sat on the sofa pouting for about five minutes. He didn't say a word. He just pouted. He was so cross. What? <laughs> but loving the Reavers. First time I saw them, I, was, I thought they were crap. And I think I did speak about that. Um, but now I'm really liking them. The more I see the models of them, the more I see the background. Mm. I'm thinking wolf skull helmet, helmets, perhaps from that uh, site that does them on eBay. You know. I was having a drink, sorry. <laughs> I was just right in the middle. <laughs> I, I love you guys, listeners. But I just needed some Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for the wolf skull helmets. Really go down the skull helm, helm, skull helm route. It'd be wicked if... Do you know the room, the uh, wolf priest I've just done where it's got that kind of respirator with the teeth on? Mm. I'd love that for those. So, you know what's really cool about Reavers that I like, that they're that I just can't help but the grab raise packs. an eyebrow? No. The, uh, which the which chapter, not chapter, which legion do they look like they're from? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Now, in Dark Imperium... There's a conversation, yeah. a spoiler now, for those who have not read it. There's a conversation between Cool. Well, it's not the Cool. It's the Cool engine. It's a weird thing. But And Gilliman. And Gilliman, uh, sorry, Cool is saying that he's completed the testing on the other legions, including mm. 2 and 11, which have gone missing. Yeah. Um, And that he's confident that he can take out Jeanette and genetic deviancy use that genetic code to create more space marines and and gilliman's like no no it no it makes a really good point i thought i thought it was quite a good comeback to say uh, remind him that ultramarines have turned to chaos in the past as well yeah i thought that was quite a clever little sort of ploy there's more than one ultramarine successor chapter has moved on to the dark side don't look at me like that i'm sorry it happens it's okay how many so how many uh space wolf successors have gone chaos they're already there (laughs) (laughs) 
Guardians of the I'm Imperial, going mate. to find this. Anyway, more importantly, going back to other things that are actually true, um, Cool talks about that. That's true. <laughs> I don't believe it is. So, okay, the book's here. I'll read it. I'll beat you over the head with it as well. No. <laughs> it's not here because it's. I've lent it to men, other men, oh. that talk sense. Right. But I think that that is really exciting. And and it's, Gilliman's like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with Cool at some point. The And it goes in really nicely with, there's a bit in here about the three Primaris organs that make a Primaris marine, or a marine, a Primaris marine. And one of them is like the right lobe. Of the Primark lobe. Uh, yeah, of the Godmaker yeah. thing. And um, yeah, it's all, it's very cool. Very exciting. And I'm particularly, yeah, I like the idea of the other legions. You think they're secretly Alpha Legion? Not Alpha Legion, Night Lords. Night Lords? Mm. Mm. But there are Alpha Legion on the front of... Um, Did you see the advert about the, the Alpha book? Legion recently? About the uh, the theories about the Alpha Legion? It was a really good advert from um, the Warhammer community released. No, it was Brack Library released it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. But how they're secretly doing the Emperor's Plan was one of them. Yeah. And it's nearly at its completion. Yeah, that was good. I feel some really cool story plots coming. I quite like the one that half the Alpha Legion is Chaos and half of them Imperium. Because Alpha Alpha clearly was different from Omega. There's that mm. great short story where Omega kind of scuppers Alpha's plans by destroying that secret base. Do you remember that one? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, they go in and they, they sort of take out this secret base. Really, really stealthy. Like he chooses like a basically a um, a hit squad of of marines. Because um, I thought that the captain he convinced to lead it was um, committing suicide when he drank the the drink. But actually, the drink makes him look temporarily like Alpharius, that, that all, like one of the Primarchs. And he leads the mission, and it's all really cool. Um, but they fight it. They they clear out this Alpha Legion base, um, and you get this kind of it's it's all you know Alpha, Alpha Legion always is. There's always a bit. What's going on? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> because it feels like almost one of them is working for one side of the cause, and the other one is working for the other. Like that would be really cool in 40k if half the Alpha Legion, Alpha Legion was like, surprise, we've actually been on your side, and see how the Imperium was reacted to like to that. If that, no mate, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's a brave new world, the Imperium now, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a clean slate, and that's that's, that's an exciting thing. But I think we ought to move on um, because we're approaching a sort of. We're quite aware that our last episode ran into an hour and a half and we didn't mean it to. So we'll try and keep it under. Nobody <laughs> needs to listen to us for that long. <laughs> no, it's not, not for Geneva Convention comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to move on to um, Age of Sigma, guys. Thanks for listening to um, our 40k segment and we'll speak to you soon after a cup of tea. Cheers, guys. you don't believe me I, I'm not having it but I, I can't believe it. there's, there's no book. way the Ultramarines Where, which book the Dark Imperium it's in Dark Imperium it's not it is it's with this whole conversation we're talking to I'm the not no, well Ben's got it well phone Ben I can't phone you it's, can't, quarter I don't care it's quarter to 11 it's sorry, quarter to 11 sorry who else will know Brad will know Brad might Brad will be up phone Brad, Brad phone
It's he reads all these, but I don't care. Right. You're calling me a liar on a podcast. Right, we're ringing up that. I'm not caught. Call- well, yeah, you are. You know what? You're just making Look, just because you can't deal with your own heresy doesn't mean you need to spout <laughs> it to everyone else. The ultramarines are just as corrupt as every other bastard. This is, this is just outrageous. It's not outrageous. No, because now you're just going off on one. I am. It's true. I'm not having it. Is it ringing? This is ridiculous. Hang on. I've tried to make it ring. Here ring it goes. It. Here he's ringing. It's ringing. This, I just, this is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Just... Oh, you're oh, not going to get started. Wait, we'll be no. Whoa, it's, it's not answering. Hi guys, welcome back. I've been told off. It's the Mortal Realms section that we're in now, not the Age of Sigma section. I'm having to put down lone wolves um, because I've been distracted by the Space Wolf uh, book. This room is far too awesome, Dan. I'm sorry. So, um, Mortal Realms, what are we going to talk about? Why have I got... Why have you got this? Yeah. Because you know how awesome they are, really. Okay. So, So, (laughs) Mortal Realms. Yeah. Uh, We were going to talk about... We were going to talk about Silver Tower, weren't we? No. 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 We were going to talk about Shadespire. That's the one. Shadespire. You... Can be forgiven for saying Silver Tower because I have said I'm going to talk about Silver Tower and I will talk about Silver Tower, but we are only, I think we're just over halfway through my games group now, so I want to get all the way through. Well, um, as a whole campaign? Yeah. Because I don't know if people don't know, um, Silver Tower is kind of campaign based, but almost like an RPG where your character can um, sort of gain skills and develop as you go through, can't they? So yeah. it's, it's a campaign based thing, which is really awesome. I'm going to put that back on the shelf before I steal it. <laughs> Death Watch right next to it. Oh, I can't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Shade Spire. So, um, some of you might have seen a little uh, teaser thing that came up. There, there's been all sorts coming up for Shade Spire. It's actually been a really long leading, which is different. Uh, quite cool. Long le- no, long leading, different. The leading to 40k was so long. No, I thought not I'd as aged. long as Shade Spire though. Shade Shade Spire, we found out about like back at Adepticon or something. It was it was ages ago, and 40k is out now, and Shade Spire is not out until like November. Alright. So So what is Shadespire? So Shadespire is gonna be it would appear a more of a board game crossed with a miniatures game. So it's gonna have hexes and stuff for movement. So the rules are gonna be a lot more structured. So it's gonna be really easy for competitive play to have very definite answers to rules questions because you won't have that kind of um free form stuff that sometimes comes up when when you've got a battlefield and you can go all over the place. Yeah. Um that's that's the rules and, and it'll be packs, I think. Um so and they'll be I believe they're gonna do organized play as well, along the lines of like magic, the gathering. Um so it's it's going at another type of gamer, which goes back to what we were saying last time when yeah. I had my epiphany about different types of gaming yeah. And, yeah. and the journey and stuff. Um but from a background point of view, um we know a little bit, and that's just come out from the Warhammer Age of Sigmar skirmish stuff. Yeah. So Shadespire is a city in the realm of death. Um, made loads of crystal in it because yeah. the the inhabitants worked out how to lock their 
um, essences away in this crystal yeah. so that they could never truly die. Yeah. And the gash wigged out a little bit about that and was like, well, I'm not having, I'm not having that. And he tore the soul out of the entire city yeah. um, and left it a lifeless husk. But all of their cool magical stuff that they'd created and arcane technology bits and bobs is still all there for people to go and find. Yeah, so, I mean, so it's a bit like Mordheim in a sense. There's like Broken City, that kind of stuff. But I think it's worth... In a sim... Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say I think it's worth explaining because some people don't get Age of Sigma um, or don't play it. But Age of Sigma, um, the mortal realms were filled with human populations. Yes. Um, and potentially elves and dwarves. Well, we know dwarves, potentially elves. We just haven't come across those civilizations yet. Um, and then Chaos wiped them out uh, once they got a foothold through the gate system. Um, now, in, initially, uh, Sigma created a council of kind of the more powerful beings, including the orcs and Nagash, um, which is kind of a, a good implication of uh, indication of just how powerful Sigma is, really. I think, um, but Nagash, um, he kind of betrayed uh, Sigma, and it's that betrayal that made Sigma flip out pretty massively and take his eye off the ball while Chaos rolled through the gate system, wasn't it? So the, 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 what I'm getting at is the the kind of the realm of death is quite a key kind of currently quite a key part of the of the Age of Sigma story. So um, Nagash is still sat there quite you know quite happy, really. Um, so I'm quite quite interested to see what they come up with, and hopefully we might get some of those cool looking shadow elves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one, the, the, that one in Warhammer Quest with the with the yeah, visor. Yeah. Oh, mate. More of those, please, Games Workshop. Well, so I think that the the thing, what you said about Mordheim is a really good point because it is like Mordheim, but it's better. <laughs> Sorry. Like, don't get me wrong. If you I... listen carefully at the moment, that's Mike Bennett screaming. screaming yeah. <laughs> I loved Mordheim. Uh, I love the background from Mordheim. Really, really good. But what's great, and I... I'm on it again. What's great about the Shades by background is it's got all the coolness of more time. So you're looking for things and artifacts yeah, and yeah. in and out of this dead civilization. But with all the the epic sort of no holds barred fantasy glitter skaven that you get from the mortal realms. <laughs> That's oh, what's so man. cool about it. That's what I love. So, but, so I'm, I'm very excited about Shades by. I really like the death models that are coming mm. out for that. Um, I really like the idea that Games Workshop are looking at another avenue to go down um, with with how they're going to do this game. So it's quite excited to see how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, but we also need to come back to last week because we spoke last week quite for quite a while about background and the elves, didn't we? Yeah, about a lot of things, about how at the moment it feels a little bit fragmented and really that it needs a bit of effort put into it to pull, start to pull it together a little bit yeah um, and explain what those small factions are and maybe if nothing else give them a small pamphlet books to flesh them out a little bit so we can move forward so what's interesting i was chatting to my friend dan um this is really frustrating for people what because because i have a friend ben and then a friend dan, dan yeah. and dan and ben and yeah your brother's called Dan, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's mad. Just Dan and Ben. Yeah. And I know um, a few other Bens as well. Do you? It's the, it's the Dan and Ben show. <laughs> so we should we know the podcast, the Dan and Ben show. So, um, yes, Dan was saying, because we were 
he he listened to the stuff about the background what that you said on the owls and how yeah. it was in the book and stuff and he said that what was so frustrating though was that every edition it was just the same background with a little tweak yeah no that is true what the, yeah. the old warhammer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so so it, yeah. it it was never really different or vibrant so um that's what he really likes about the newer background and what he said about the army wise and how you want to combine all your elf things together so what they're bringing out now is the ally system in the new general's handbook which has the best advert ever yes by the it way. does games workshop community team hit that on the on the head it reminds me a lot of the music video for can i play with madness yeah with from Iron Maiden. Mixed with Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Test, Nightmare test. was an incredibly good We should do a whole podcast show. on Nightmare. We should. Yeah. Well, we could set it up as a game. I was just... That's <laughs> you can see the light in both of our eyes. Can I wear the helmet? I have to wear the helmet. You can wear the helmet. Oh, yes. And I'm going to beat you with you the, uh, the loyalty of but the Ultramarine. so crap. Yeah, I know they were shocking. <laughs> they were, they were. Oh yeah, nightmare. That that would be brilliant. What were we even talking? About? Oh, yeah. So now you're gonna be able to do the allies stuff. Yeah. So he, what he said, and I loved this idea was, you could do like the lion. You know the 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 white lions yeah, with all I'm, the lion stuff. I'm converting white lion riders. So, with white so lion. you could have them as your little ally contingent, and then have your stormcast with all the lion because there's loads of stormcast with big like lion armor and stuff. Yeah, and that would be like a contingent out of Azir, like a lion contingent with elves that fit the theme and the look. To be honest, it was pretty flipping awesome idea from Dan. You know, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. But he isn't still it? leaves out. All the other ones. What other ones? The Swordsmasters. The what, what are they? What are they? Don't, don't, <laughs> Look, yeah. I, this box here has followed them. So I, I, I think for me, the thing that um, the reason why I think they've done it is they want to give themselves time to really reimagine the elves in a new kind of way, because it's really easy to do elves in the same Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings esque kind of way. And I think it's the harder thing to do to take them down their own path. The flying dwarves in, in ships, I've never come across that before. It might exist out there, but I have not seen it. That's a nice new way to take the dwarves. So I think they're probably just biding their time and having a think, um, which I'd rather see them do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be nice. Uh, obviously, this year was likely to be heavily 40k. Yeah. Um, although... To be fair, there's still been some... Well, the, the Flying Dwarves, for Skirmish, example. the Flying Dwarves, Caradron, whatever they're called. No, I'm so bad with names. Caradron Overlords. Caradron Overlords. Uh, you've got... Was Blades of Corn this year as well? Yeah, I think it was, it was wasn't it? Yeah. And the Stormcast. Yeah. What am I even talking yeah. about? There was loads of ages. It's <laughs> ridiculous. We're only halfway through the year as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And the uh, Path to Glory. Oh yeah, and that yeah, yeah, got that. That's up there. Is it? Yeah. Any good? Yeah, it's brilliant. Not just a rehash of the general's handbook. No, 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 definitely not. No, there's some, there's new ways of building your your warband. And what I like as well is it seems like it's a bit of a lower entry point. It's more of a step. Okay. Between uh, skirmish and age of sigma big battles, yeah. whereas before you, you seem to need quite a few miniatures to do it. Right. Um, and they've built 
in there they've built armies around the start collecting boxes. Oh, that's clever. So it's really easy. Yeah, that's clever. Um, I, I would quite like to get the, I think it's the Night Haunt box. It's got five hex wraiths in it, three of the spirit host dudes and the mortis engine and do this the death. death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Are you going to do in the gash? Possibly. I'm more, to be honest, I'm more interested in the spirit stuff. Yeah. And that's mostly because of its ability to deal more wounds. Did you see the, uh, <laughs> did you see the, the Nagash? Yes. Yeah. On the throne with the yes. vampire mate. That's, that's just, that's a standout model for me over the last year. I think that's absolutely stunning. Yeah. I'll post that because I know, um, I know the Facebook's, Facebook page of the guy does it. So I'll post that. That's good. It's really good, isn't it? So. White lines of trace army with the, is it the storm class kind of skirmisher ones, with the with the yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay. yeah they, those guys. In fairness, I'm I'm actually been bitten quite hard by the greenskins. Yeah yeah. So I opened the box. It was all my sort of bits. Box. <laughs> I was pulling out all my old models, and I kind of yeah. No, I've got because I actually thought the greenskins would they fit a nice kind of niche. In that we've, we've talked about before, having an army that you can play against anybody. And I think Greenskins really are that army. They can fight against Greenskins. They can fight against anybody. They just like fighting. So I think for me, that's probably actually quite a big, big kind of selling point. Quite... Yeah, it's useful to have that, isn't it? Where you can fight any any yeah. army. You know the other army you can do for that. If you say Chaos, I'll jump out the window. I can't really afford to replace the window, so I won't. <laughs> so I won't even, say that. Even Josh disagrees. With yeah, you. Josh is shouting in the background at that idea. <laughs> so, Age of Sigma, um, moving forward, General's Handbook two, two thousand seventeen. General's Handbook two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I think that's an interesting sign that they've gone for that. I know they did say early on that that was something they were likely going to do on a yearly basis. Well, they've kind of sealed the deal now, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, I think it makes it is it, it makes sense to put it there and just say 2017 because it's gonna be easy then to know which one you're. Do you know one of the things on. I really notice? Um, really, Facebook has really royally kind of got under my skin over the last week. There's some bitching and whinging about the certain things that's just driven me mad. But one of the things I've really noticed is the the juxtaposition about the announcement of the. Um, the General's Handbook 2017 and the the new 40k one. Chapter approved. Chapter approved. General's Handbook 2017 gets announced. Age of Sigma community just flips with excitement. Excellent. Genesis is going to be awesome. The last one's brilliant, etc., etc., etc. Chapter approved gets announced. Another book. Another more Games Workshop selling us crap. We don't. Just a completely different attitude to it. Um, that really surprised me, actually. I'm starting to wonder whether or not the kind of positivity has moved into Age of Sigma and has kind of left all of the grumblers behind um, because they've just stopped playing it. And the new people in there, that new community, is really positive because and I was really surprised by that because they're the same concept and they've both been received completely differently, which is interesting. So, so is that... I'm trying to... Can... Well, no, I'm just thinking about a response that is reasonable. <laughs> no, I, I have found that the Age of Sigmar P 
people that I've played, I've been, uh, I've had really positive games. Yeah. And I, I've not played loads of games, but I've played quite a few, and and I've all the people I've played. You played in a tournament, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. and and it was just fantastic, and and it's. I just don't seem to end up arguing over little tiny details. Yeah. It's really free and it flows nicely. Yeah. And people are there just trying to have fun. And I I do think, I know when Age of Sigma came out, we don't really know whether the games were actually planned it all along or what happened there, but it, it didn't come out with a great fanfare. And no, it, it took a long time or it took a while to get off the ground. But when it came out, they were really, really blunt about the fact that there were certain types of player that they didn't want to engage with. And since that time, they've gone back and actually they've put stuff in place that engages with more competitive players. But that initial rush seemed to basically push all the whinging, pain-in-the-butt people (laughs) out the way. Into other things, but space marines are just and... imperial guardsmen now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it it could just be, and it's always the same. Like you get, you do get that kind of um, effect where you only know the gaming group around you. Yeah, but and you're quite positive, and that kind of that and I am quite positive, so it does brush off on other people. But my experience has been that when I've watched other fantasy systems being played. Mm-hmm. that the atmosphere around those games isn't one that I would necessarily want to be in. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean those systems are bad, and it doesn't mean that those systems don't fit for some people, because that's what some people want to get out of it. But from a an enjoyment point of view, you can clearly see, I have found, who is having more fun. Yeah. And that's not just... Because I'm playing someone and I think, oh, we're having fun and, and they're not. It's interesting you say that because you know what really sealed the deal for me for Age of Sigma is I went into Games Workshop Plymouth and there was a little kid playing against um, somebody else and he had his Orc army and they had um, Stormcast and they were having a blast. And I can't remember anyone having or coming across having that much fun playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Yeah. And that, that for me, that was the kind of, that was the seal that I thought, I've got to give this a go. Because I'm not giving it a go. I'm missing out. That and picking up the old war boss. And I was like, oh my God, he's huge. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, that, that, so that positivity is, is probably what made me think, no, I just stop being an idiot and have a go. Cool. So on that positive on that, note. On that positive note, guys, we're going to... Um... We're going to move on now and go into the wild. So, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> ben, as you know, wants to talk about the uh, the APC. Uh, so we'll be coming back to talk about that. We've got a little bit to say about Blood and Plunder, and also it struck me while we were talking about this positive move and excitement for Games Workshop. And was this successful? Was this not? Games Workshop published their financial results this week. Just gone. And I love to have a good chat about financial results. So sad. Yeah, I might be sad, but it's flipping amazing news. So we'll uh, we'll be back, guys. Anywhere. The hobby's not going anywhere but up.
Get it. Google it. It said, Can Ultramarines Turn to Heresy? Read it. Chaos Ultramarine Chapter Successes. Go on, bring it up. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Calm down. Traitor. Oh, there is no internet connection. No, this is crap. <laughs> this is crap. You, 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 you're conspiring. This I look it up. I look it up on my phone. Hang on. I look it up on my phone. Right. Uh, Traitor. Ultramarine successor chapters. No. Does not say no. <laughs> it just says no on no Google. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Show it. It does. Renegade Ultramarines. There you go. By the Codex Buff, no Ultramarine has ever, will ever turn to oh, chaos. That is End of story. No. No. Oh, oh, you're so silly. <laughs> yeah, get back in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't over. I think it is. It's not. As soon as <laughs> put it away. It's clear. Yeah, so, it's so too list of Chaos Space Marine Warbands there. It says 73 from the Space Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. We're back. <laughs> We're back, guys. Um, you've now joined us in the wilds. Um, I have <laughs> been the excitement in his eyes. It's like it's like little lightning bolts coming out. So, so have you got something you want to talk oh, about, mate. Ben? So I, I don't know if you, any of you remember when I was talking about uh, the Cheyenne dropship for Prodos's Alien vs. Predator. And I actually contacted Prodos directly and asked them whether they were going to do the APC to go in it. And they said no. Um, anyway, they were talking lies because they've <laughs> released the most beautiful model of the APC I could possibly have wished for. Interior detail. It's even got the slidey chair where the commanding officer sits and does all the monitor stuff, man. It looks amazing. They've got the driver. They've got um, it, the seats. They've got the phase plasma cannon that comes up and down. It comes up and down, Dan. It moves up and down. Wham! Half a city with this puppy. It's going to be amazing. And it fits in the Cheyenne. It fits inside it. I'm going to be flying it around my house for a month. Going, it's game over, man. It's, game. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. I'm so excited about it. I have to say, Joe isn't. <laughs> She's not. When I sent her the link, the first thing I got back was, 50 quid! <laughs> I, I, I have a question. Yeah, go for so it. So it fits in the mm. Cheyenne. Yeah. Does a Primera Space Marine fit in the Cheyenne? Mate, you could fit 50 Primera Space Marines <laughs> in that Cheyenne. Because I get out to get one. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but as far as drop ships go, the Cheyenne chops the drop pod. It does. It does. When those when those missile pods un, unravel, and it oh, it's just you know that that is going to punch you in the face. That's like a comet coming down from space on missiles. It's going to be. I'm just so excited about it. I am. I'm almost tempted to park the space balls to paint the Cheyenne so I can have an excuse to buy. Because I know what I'll get from the good lady when I say, "Can I have the APC?" I'll get a good ten minutes about how I haven't even constructed the Cheyenne, which is a fair point, mostly a fair point. <laughs> but then if we played that argument with everything we bought, I wouldn't ever be playing any Warhammer ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm you, know, you you haven't worn that dress. Those shoes. Eh? 
not you wearing a dress, but like if if oh I see it's same argument but working the other way. Yeah. So I mean, it's, this really cool because what they're going down is they're they're starting to um, embrace the kind of open play system that they've got a book for. Um, so the board game is very much a kind of bug hunty kind of scenario with the marines traipsing around a corridor system uh, where there's lovely thick card um, sections. Um, but they've kind of released a set of rules to play it like a, a tabletop game. So that's where the APC is going to come in. Um, whether or not we're going to see other things, it'd be quite cool to see some predator ships. That would be pretty sweet. Um, I don't know if they, what they could bring out for aliens, but the, I've got the queen model. That is gorgeous. That's epic on its own right. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. It's, it's re- reinvigorated me for the Prodos range. Um, and equally, I've just found out very excitingly that Ross plays Alien vs. Predator. So play some games of that. So I'm really excited about it. Really, really excited about it. Other thing I'm quite excited about <laughs> is Blood and Plunder. Yeah. So we've been sort of floating around the sort of outskirts of this. So I liked Firelock games on facebook a while ago because they they did it through kickstar they did yeah and it just keeps popping up and it is amazing and one of the lovely things about firelock and it is similar in many ways to um drop zone commander which is a game that i played for a little bit um that's made by hawk war games is even though they are small the quality of the stuff they're doing yeah, is just stunning, and and I don't just mean the stuff they're putting out, but also like the boards they're building to display their stuff oh, on and just take gorgeous, pictures. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's just, and I think that's what sells it to me. Firelock Games comes up, and there's a beautiful Pacific island with like a village and a and a frigate or some shit sitting in the bay, and there's pirates running everywhere, and they put the little puffs of smoke for oh mate. Seriously, I am so close to just dropping hundred quid on that. And when you it's share the ships, the ships, oh, and people are going to town with that because there is a whole kind of model universe based around building ships. Um, I spent a little bit of time at Britannia Naval College, and you walk around there, and they've got model ships from you know right the way back when the Navy first. It's the Mary Rose, I think, was one of them, and um, you know, so there's a whole kind of boat making thing. And people are like, oh, can I put this figurehead on this? And, you know, they really go into town and taking those kind of resin basic structures and turning them into proper little ships with rigging and all sorts of crap going on. It's exciting. Are we going to be are we going to be bitten? (laughs) The the danger will be when I go to a show and they have them there on the show. And they're there. (laughs) That's that will be the problem. Oh, did you see the rule book and the leather bound rule book? Yeah, I saw that. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Oh, but I mean, we we're sold just on the look and the quality. We haven't even played the game. Could be crap. (laughs) (laughs) But will that matter? Well, I don't think so because it'll be immersive. Yeah. Because if the miniatures. Are good enough, and the ship's good enough, and the scenery's good enough. Yeah. Then we'll be immersed in pirates. Yeah. So, it could be you know hitting each other with stick. In fact, hitting each other, that would be quite cool actually. Dressing up as pirates, and... but there's a whole reenactment it, section it, on that. It, it, yeah. I've seen. I've treated a few of them on A and E with a sword injury to the head. <laughs> I'm not joking either. <laughs> and a burn to the mm. burn to their hands from the black powder. Oh right, excellent story well, for another. Uh, yeah, that is a different story. 
that is a different story. But yeah, I think, well, over there is I've got a shelf of books, which is like my sort of historical dabbling war game. So I've got a bunch of stuff from Warlord games. Yeah. Um, And there's some Napoleonic stuff over there. So it's, Hail Caesar. It, it, yeah, you got Hail Caesar is over there. Black, Black Powder. Powder. Um, you lent me Black Powder or gave me a copy of it, the small version. I've yeah. Three yeah. So I, I'm never that far away from going down that route but it's like everything isn't it it's time yeah to paint it and build it and model it that's the, always the thing that stops me because i have i've been meaning to paint my space walls for so long now that i thought it would never happen and now i'm in the groove i kind of don't want to do anything until i've got at least you know maybe even 300 powerpoint army under the belt hmm. um because for me from moving forward i'll just be adding to that project where to break, oh mate! If I go into something like Blood and Plunder, I will, I will be building the victory before, <laughs> before a week is out. That will be on my list. I think that's a problem when you're looking to buy into something new because what we've, we've, what we've made very clear talking about Blood and Plunder is what we love about it is the visuals. Yeah. So what we don't want to do is play with half a painted ship. And a couple of dudes around a tin of baked beans on the kitchen floor. Mm. That's not. Because, kind of been because, there and done that because kids, yeah, well, know. that's it, and and also, like, it, it's I'm sure it's a great rule system, but it ain't going to be so out there and groundbreaking and different that we fall in love with the rule system, and that's what we really want to get out of it. That's not what it's about. It's mm. about recreating that spectacular vision, yeah, isn't it? And that takes time. Have and you... actually, to be honest, I want to do that for. For city fight, and I want to do that for floating yeah, islands yeah, in the mortal realms. Yeah. See the problem. Have you watched Black Sails? I don't think so. No, Black Sails is a pirate series on television. Um, Joe and I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's another couple of series sitting on Amazon waiting for me to watch, and there's one good reason why I haven't watched them: Blood <laughs> <Blood> and Palunda. <laughs> yeah, because it would be expensive. Would be, yeah, because the, there's a great bit in that where these two small pirate ships trying to take down a Spanish man of war, um, and I said to Joe before the scene even started, I said if they if they do it, this is crap. I'm turning it off because it's just rubbish. The amount of guns on that thing would blow one of those ships into oblivion, one broadside. And they open fire. They're doing like well. There's bits flying off of the Spanish ship, and then it turns its broadside on them. And then you just the scene is just all hell breaking loose, and there's bits of wood flying everywhere. And the next thing you see is the ships just in bits in the harbour. And I was like, that is just amazing. That's brilliant. It's be- the best thing naval warfare from that period I've seen since Marston Commander. I was just, and that, um, see, I'm on one now. I have to be honest. <laughs> yeah. rein me in. <laughs> thing, mast, oh. See, now that makes me thinking about wanting to play Trafalgar um, and, and that sort of, because yeah. it just looks spectacular. Yeah. But then, to be honest, it all goes in a big cycle for me because the things I love about naval warfare, the you know manoeuvring. We're going to get back to the tricorn hat and you standing on a yeah commanding... and playing Battlefleet yes. Gothic. <laughs> they got because then it's everything. Yeah, that's that is why Battlefleet Gothic is so amazing and forty k because it mixes all of that heroic. All the things that... Because oh, let's be honest, naval warfare in the 18th century was horrific. 
you know, yeah, warfare no is doubt. horrific. Yeah, I'm not in. You know, but, <laughs> but naval. You know, the idea of being on one of those ships. On, yeah. It's just focus on your gun, pretend everything's not happening. Yeah, yeah. It's just horrific. Um, but what you with with obviously with gothic because it's it's fiction, it's science fiction, and you can take all the cool stuff that you think of when you think naval warfare and honor and all of that. Yeah, it's yeah. Dark Imperium, the opening chapter. If you come back to this book, but a, that's because it's amazing. That opening chapter when um, Gideman's fleet is engaging the the Empress Children's fleet, and it does talk about how how many people are on those ships and how for most of them they're just literally crapping themselves, focusing on their little task. Because if they think anything other than I must make this gun keep firing. Their brain just couldn't comprehend the, the massive threat that is literally right hovering over them as these planet-destroying ships are just blowing the shite out of each other. And I think that's really well put across. In Interestingly, um, I'm reading Perturabo. Um, we've, got, we've gone back out. We're, we're out all the over the place. We're out the wild, so we're into heresy oh, now. Um, and in that, it talks about naval warfare, but the Iron Warriors do it quite differently. So a lot of their ships are either are automated, and they do that in such a way that most of the crew are Iron Warriors, Space Marines. They are so they don't have as many of all the serfs and mm, all the that oh, stuff. That's interesting. Um, on there, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, so should we bring it back into the wilds? Yeah, but I, yeah. Because we are, we are back in Games Workshop again. We're yeah, terrible. but we're going to go back there again because I want to talk about. Go on then. One thing that I would I I've said a few times on on like social media and stuff is you see these big threads come in about you know wrong they're wrong they're wrong they're going to ruin they're, the, gonna, yeah. they're ruining it they're going to go under they're such idiots blah 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 and or oh, Age of Sigma's a failure no it isn't yes it is no it isn't. and I always say. Um, well, let's just wait and see. We'll see because the financials will come out and that that will go either way. And actually what's been really exciting is watching last year, the, the glimmers of hope yeah. and, um, you know, the stopping of the rot happened. Then you had the glimmers of hope. And then this last year, 20 and this is a constant currency. So all the stuff about Brexit and the pound and all of that take that out constant currency 25 million pound sales increase year on year in a business whose turnover is about 120 and and actually net that it was 143 million at constant currency and 158 um when when you don't stick with a constant currency that is an incredible sales turnaround over 20 percent growth in a business and that can't be all 40k it's not because the 40k factor is in month. this year yeah is, that's in that's in this financial year so that, that, so, that, so that's not got phase. yeah so that's just based on age of sigma so that's mostly age of sigma so it'd be interesting and, to see. and the, the the um and actually came at a time when you could argue that 40k was at its lowest ebb because people knew what that something new was coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah, so true. and there's there's loads of things that that go into that, but it makes me so. It's actually a bit of pride. It's kind of weird because I I do well, love you, Games Workshop so much. For a while, so yeah, and financials do I, I, matter. To I've you. had you know there's stuff that I 
didn't agree with and things that frustrate me. And I did get really frustrated before, just before I left. But for the guys that stayed in there, thanks and well done, really, because it's flipping awesome. And it, and it's so great to see the community stuff. Oh, oh, I, I just that, yeah. I mean, that website. Oh, with the spangly 3D planet map. I just hope they keep it up. Yeah. Uh, and I and I you know all the stuff like that don't I don't want it would be such a shame for any of that old arrogance to sneak back in. You know, we, let's keep seeing the rules coming out in the boxes for free and all of that stuff keeping the entry points growing which seems to be happening. So lots more getting started stuff and keep bringing out fantastic new releases. Um that that is happening for all different varieties of gamers, painters, players, collectors, and it's it's clear that a lot of fun is being had. And I know yeah. from when I ran the stores, and when I worked in a store as a staff member, that you made the most money when you had the most fun. Oh, definitely. Some of those release days when we were just kicking off. Well, yeah, and then it's just Best. excitement, yeah. excitement, excitement. Skull, skull so, yeah, I really, I know you said, oh, yeah, it's sad because of the finances, but yeah. it really means a great deal to me to have seen that that success. I, I'm just so happy because mm. I, I do, I love the worlds and I love the company. He's getting all emotional. <laughs> it's never come across. No, no, no. So we've gone. We are well back and truly out of the wilds and sat firmly on Games Workshop's patio. The wilds. We can talk about anything. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, but I kind of feel that we've lost the APC moment a little bit. The APC moment, Dan, that goes in the Cheyenne, drops it. (laughs) Pro losses sales won't be that big. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that probably about concludes our ramblings. It does, yeah. It's been really great to do an episode sat across from you, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I was quite nervous about it, actually. Yeah, it's it's different, isn't it? It is different. We we said it, well, we've said it every time, but just yet again, for those that have stayed with with us right to the end of the episode, um, but for anyone that's that's downloaded, um, certainly people that are commenting, people that are getting involved, um, in in this adventure that we're on, thank you so much yeah, yeah. because we are having a a great time, really, yeah. just chatting and to see that people that are in, are enjoying it and, and getting on involved and on board is is brilliant. Isn't it, really, yeah, it is, it's just yeah. it's just yeah. fantastic. So um, please keep liking, sharing, reviewing. spreading the word, reviewing. Um, smiling <laughs> and if you want us to talk about something that you're doing um then give us a shout because you know we talked about um outlands we talked about outlands last week and um you know a lot of people are sort of i think have gone to have a look at that because of that and we're quite happy to do that because you know we're really excited about building a hobby community yeah definitely cool, cool. So we'll call it a night we're gonna go and have a cup of tea and then how much cups of tea do we drink it's crazy isn't it oh it's, yeah it's it's essential, though. Yeah. It is. What a hell. And do you know the best bit? We've got all the way through, and I haven't even mentioned the night garden. Oh. Bye, guys. <laughs>